Life Audio. In the world of veterans and veterans affairs in the Department of Defense, this world that I inhabit outside of this podcast, working with the Mighty Oaks Foundation and uh, so much of what we do with veterans and service members, there's been a number tossed around, and this goes back several years, but the number is 22. We were told several years ago that 22 veterans, those are folks who have served in the military but are no longer serving, 22 veterans every single day take their lives. That's what we have long been told. Uh, in recent years, the Veterans Affairs, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs has said that that number has uh, gone down as they have looked at different ways to evaluate. That number's gone down. They've used the number 17. They, I think, have settled kind of around 20. We talk about the active duty suicide rates of from two a day to now we're told that it's uh, over four a day, four and a half a day on average, active duty service members taking their lives. We, we hear all of these numbers. And it's insane because when we hear these numbers, we have to conclude that one veteran, one active duty service member taking their life would be too many. But when we start tossing around numbers like 17 or 20 or 22 veterans, Two or three or four and a half active duty service members, this problem, this epidemic, if you will, uh, it, it becomes overwhelming to think of the number of lives lost and families and homes destroyed. What's crazy is that recent research, an organization just did a study, uh, it just concluded with their findings. The study was four years long, and they concluded, based on so many different pieces of information and analysis and research and interviews, they concluded that the number of veterans taking their lives every single day is not 17 or 20 or 22, that the real number is probably closer to 44, 44. There are a lot of reasons for that. Underreporting is one of the reasons. Uh, deaths that were suicides reported as accidental deaths for a lot of reasons, and some of those reasons even good reasons to spare families and spouses and so forth. Uh, but the number is not 22 a day. The number is 44 a day. There is a real problem, <laughs> a huge problem in our country with veteran suicide. But I will tell you there is also a solution. I want to talk today about not only the problem in the veteran community, but I want to spend some time talking about solutions and then talking about a challenge that I'm doing that the Mighty Oaks Foundation is sponsoring and that we're getting involved in. I want to talk about all of that today. This is a very important conversation. And as we start to come into the season leading up to Veterans Day and talk more about our military and um, those who have served in the military – these become important conversations to have, and the reason that we are doing the 22 for 22 challenge, which I'll talk about in just a minute. So I want to discuss all of that with you as soon as we get back from this break. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. Really do appreciate you taking the time to listen today. And uh, my hope today is that this conversation will be a few things. One, it will be informative, really discussing the landscape of problems that are found in the veteran community. So informative. But beyond that, equipping. I want information to take place, to be given out for you to receive some information, but then to be equipped. How can I help with that? What can I do about that? So informative, equipping, and then I want to spend some time talking about the challenge that we are doing at the Mighty Oaks Foundation and how you can get involved in that. So if you listen to the the opener right before the break, I, I spent some time talking about the veteran suicide epidemic in our country. These are numbers we talk about a lot. This is an issue that we, that I, and that we in the Mighty Oaks Foundation uh, talk about often, but not one that I think is is broadly considered in society at large. We're familiar with numbers like 22. 22 has become the number that represents, here in the United States, veteran suicide. The reason for that is because a number of years ago, the Department of Defense and the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, did some analysis on veteran deaths and came to the conclusion, based on the information that they had, and and just right at the front, I I don't want to suggest that anyone was cooking the books, so to speak, um, but based on the information that they had, they concluded that... 22 veterans every single day were ending their lives. 22 veterans every single day. Some interesting statistics connected to that, and you can see the arc of that over the time that uh, the United States was in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, But interesting statistics, like (laughs) uh, more than half of those were 50 or older. So we're also talking about older veterans, men and women who have served in the military but haven't served for uh, decades taking their lives. And then younger veterans, we see the, the, the statistics skewing younger over time. Uh, men and women, young people, really, who served in the military at 18, 19, 20 years old, get out, and so many things happen in their lives. Bad decisions are made, and they take their lives. Really crazy, crazy statistics to look into. And I hope that as you hear numbers like that, it's startling to you. It should be. But one of the things we have understood, and it's interesting because in the veteran community and certainly in the veteran service community that I'm a part of, we have discussed this, you know, kind of anecdotally for many, many years, that the number cannot possibly be 22 a day. It has to be higher. 
And we say that based on conversations with families and service members that we know that have either taken their lives or know people who have taken their lives. And it seems like every veteran, every uh, man and woman who has served in the military is somehow connected to someone else who's taken their lives. And in the combat community, uh, often um, large parts of units that deployed together came back and over time have taken their lives. This is a huge problem. And it's a problem that a lot of people aren't talking about. We look at the health issues that we discuss, it seems ad nauseum, constantly discussing health emergencies and health issues in our country. We talk about mental health, and we should talk about mental health. We talk about opioid addiction and and, and other addictions, and we should. We talk about a lot of these issues, but often fail to connect some of these issues back to veteran suicide, men and women taking their lives. Over the period of time of the lockdowns and the pandemic, on the active duty side, um, the active duty community reported that their numbers of active duty suicide deaths during the period of lockdowns, in many cases, was twice as many than before, as before. These numbers had gone up in, in an incredible way, it's so much so that the Veterans Administration adjusted their numbers from two active duty service members a day taking their lives to more than four taking their lives. What happens in society at large impacts the veterans community in an outsized way. These men and women who are feeling isolated anyhow, now placed into forced isolation, actual physical isolation, have their hopelessness confirmed, if you will. They come to the place where they believe, I felt this way, Now it's been confirmed there is no hope. That's on the active duty side. We've seen this in the veteran community as well. We talk about opioid addiction, so much of post-traumatic stress and combat trauma and related issues for those who've served in the military or are serving are treated with medication, medications that are addictive, medications that have side effects like suicidal ideations, medications that numb down uh, any emotional sense at all and cause men and women who have served honorably in their country to live almost as zombies, surviving, getting through the day, but taking medication to wake up, medication to sleep, medication to keep them going, uh, to deaden anxiety when they feel anxiety. Many of the men and women who go through one of our programs at the Mighty Oaks Foundation on more than 20 medications every single day. We look at the mental health issues at large in our culture. This is a, another big episode we could do. Uh, but young people dealing with mental health issues in, in numbers we've never seen before and throughout our society, again, impacting in a unique and outsized way the veteran community, men and women who are already struggling with mental health issues, now having so many of society's and culture's issues uh, forced upon them, exacerbating their problems, and once again, uh, establishing or confirming their hopelessness. This is a major, major problem. And again, it's a problem that is not often discussed. Or, when it is discussed, it is often discussed in terms of there's a big problem. (laughs) No, uh, I'm happy when people acknowledge that there is a problem because there certainly is a major problem. But I think when we realize there's a problem but don't know what to do about that problem, it's easy to then dismiss the problem. 
it's easy to then say there's a big problem, but that's a veteran problem, or that's a Department of Defense or a, a Veterans Affairs problem, or that's a problem for those people over there. I don't know veterans. I don't know what to do about this. And so we almost compartmentalize it, if you will. We put it in a box and say, that's a bad thing. That's over there. Hopefully, something will be done about it. In the Christian community, and if you're a Christian speaking to you directly, we believe that there is hope. Hope can be found in a relationship with God through Christ. We believe that there is purpose and there is direction. We believe that we should find our identity in Jesus Christ and what he's done and understanding our creator has a purpose and a design for our lives. We teach that. Hopefully we live that out. We communicate that to the hurting around us. But for some reason, even the Christian community has segmented the veteran community off to the side. We've said it's important to know these things. It would even be important to help veterans, men and women who are struggling. We just don't know how. So we have a problem. We often point to the problem, but we fall short of then pointing to a solution. Is it any wonder that we hear stories of a veteran sitting in the parking lot of the Veterans Affairs Hospital in their community, wherever that is, and ending their lives in the parking lot of the hospital. We've heard this many, many times. Men and women being treated through clinical means, working all the way through that, not getting better, in many cases getting worse, and deciding to end their lives while being seen, while being treated. Now, again, I want to be very careful. I am (laughs) pro-help. I'm pro even medicine and clinical help when that is helpful. So many people find help through the VA, and and I'm for that. But if that help is not based on or built on a foundation that's unmovable, it's temporary at best. We have heard of um, kind of alternative treatments recently through different types of medications and different uh, just treatments and therapies. Those things may be helpful in the short term, but if they're not based on something that doesn't move, doesn't change, then they're temporary. They're not really a solution. They're a (laughs) band-aid. They cover the problem. Maybe they make the problem less bad, but they're not really fixing the problem. What we understand, again, as Christians, what we understand as people that believe that God is the creator and God created us with purpose and hope and direction, what we believe is that in all of that, when we align our life to the life God has created us to live, we can move forward in a purposeful way. We believe that. We believe that the unshakable foundation is the foundation of that relationship with God, our creator. We believe that if we don't start on the inside, when we're talking about things like emotion and we're talking about things like the spirit and the spiritual connections and and the spiritual issues and the spiritual wounds, if we don't start on the inside, the spiritual, the part of us that you can't see or touch or feel but we know is there, if we don't start there, then the rest of it will fall short. I sometimes explain it this way. When a clinician looks at someone with a mental health issue or some other emotional disorder issue, something like post-traumatic stress, they start with the clinical 
and work their way to the spiritual or the religious, very broad category, the religious, if they think that will help, if that's a modality that will help. It's just another tool. When we as Christians approach issues like post-traumatic stress, emotional disorders, anxiety, fear, those things, we start with the spiritual and then add other therapies, medications, etc., if those will help. <laughs> Sometimes those help to clear a mind enough to understand the truth, and they can be a tool. But the solution is aligning our life to the life God has called us to live. All right. So I just said a lot of words. This is what we're doing. <laughs> we're looking at the problem, but understanding that even though there is a major problem, there is also a real solution. And this is why I am involved in the Mighty Oaks Foundation. This is why I do the work that I do with veterans and service members, first responders. Not to point out the problem that they know exists. Not even to necessarily broadcast the problem to society around us so they know there's a problem. But to point people to the solution. Through the Mighty Oaks Foundation, we've had nearly 5,000 men and women come through one of our week-long programs, and so many of them, not 100%, but nearly 100%, in the process of, of working with us, find hope, healing, direction, purpose. They're able to see their lives rebuilt, rebuild the relationships that have been broken. Why? Because we point them to a life aligned to their Creator. We've had the opportunity to write books, and we write books that, again, do the same thing. We start with the presenting problem, if you will. These are the problems. This is what you're feeling. Uh, these are the issues at work. But understand, there is a solution, and we get to that solution. We've ha handed out tens of thousands of books. We were able to speak in conferences, even active-duty military conferences, uh, talking about the spiritual uh, pillar of resiliency. <laughs> what does it mean to be spiritually resilient? talking about the problem, acknowledging that there are issues, but pointing to a relationship with God, the Creator. There is a problem. That's awareness. We need to be aware of the problem. But there is also a solution, and that solution is a relationship with Christ. Now, through the work that we do at Mighty Oaks, we would not say that we are the, capital T-H-E, solution. But we are a, a way a pathway, a conduit to the solution. Those who are struggling, those who are hurting, those who've lost their identity, those who've lost their purpose and hope through the work that we're able to do can be connected to the healing power of a relationship with Christ. It is understanding there's a problem, awareness, and connecting to the solution, our God, <laughs> the Creator. This has been the work that we've done for over 10 years now, and it's been amazing to be a part of. So as we come into this Veterans Day season, we started to talk about a way that we can raise awareness, but also, in raising awareness, do what we've done for over 10 years, point to the solution. That is where the 22 for 22 challenge came from. And uh, if you've listened to this this podcast, you've heard me talk about the 22 for 22 challenge. If you follow my social media, you have um, seen that as well. And, and 
it, it sounds maybe a little bit crazy until you really understand what it is and what it isn't, but there is a very simple reason we decided to do this. There's a problem, but there's a solution. We want to point to the problem so that we can then point to the solution. So what is the 22 for 22 challenge? And I would encourage you, if you're listening, to uh, join us in this beginning on October 21st. So we're just a few weeks away. Beginning on October 21st, we are encouraging as many people as could possibly join us to do a physical activity, whatever that is. For you, it may be a mile, walk a mile, run a mile, uh, whatever, um, whatever you want to do. And maybe it's a specific workout that you like or something. Uh, from October 21st, so starting on that day, that's a Saturday, every day until November 11th. That's 22 days. Now, again, I just spent a lot of time explaining that the problem is bigger than 22, but 22 is the number that represents veteran suicide in the United States. So from October 21st through ending on November 11th, that's Veterans Day, every single day, 22 days, we're inviting as many people as are willing to do an activity a day. And uh, we have a platform for that. It is found at the 22for22challenge.com website. The website is 22, that's the numbers, 4, F-O-R, 22, the numbers, challenge.com. 22for22challenge.com. That takes you to another page, and you can register there. You can put in your activity and how much of that activity you want to do. With that, there's an opportunity then for you to raise money that comes back to the Mighty Oaks Foundation and allows us to continue to do the work that we're doing. And it's not about you donating money. It's about you reaching into your community of folks who will support you as you do some activity for 22 days. They're supporting you or sponsoring you. Remember walkathons when you were in, in elementary school? It's kind of like that, right? It's uh, people supporting you while you're doing these activities to support the work of Mighty Oaks. And what this allows us to do as a community, we come together and hopefully in the process of coming together and reaching into our extended families and friends and our networks, we're able to explain the problem. We're able to raise awareness, pointing people to the problem. But the reason we're raising money and the reason we're asking other people to get involved is so that beyond simply raising awareness or pointing the pro to the problem, we're able to point to the solution and fund a program that has seen thousands of men and women um, really move beyond the traumas and trials and difficulties and obstacles of their past. We talk about March or Die so often we need help, a community of people to come around us, to, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to equip us, to take the next step, to move forward in a meaningful way. And that's what this is about, all of us coming together to do this work. So a big part of this is my part, and I'm asking, we're asking as many people as possible to join us in this, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, my part is, and this is kind of where this came out of, is to do a marathon a day for 22 days. So every day I'll run slash walk, <laughs> maybe even crawl sometimes, I don't know. Uh, every single day for 22 days beginning on October 21st, I will do a marathon distance uh, event. Some of these will be local to me. Some of them will be by myself. There are some uh, marathons. I'll be at the Marine Corps Marathon. I'll be at the Charlotte Marathon. We've got an event going on in Conroe, Texas. 
and then some other events that I'll be doing. But every single day for 22 days, I will move on my feet 26.2 miles. And again, what's the reason for that? It's going to be a big thing. It's going to be hard. Uh, It gives me the opportunity to talk about the problem that is to raise awareness, but then to point back to the solution, which is a relationship with Christ and the work uh, of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. That is the conduit to get people into that relationship. Uh, This is a big challenge, and that's why it's the 22 for 22 challenge, right? It's a big challenge. Uh, It's going to be a big challenge for me. I'll be in, I think, four different states uh, doing this over those three weeks, those 22 days, um, with a lot of great folks. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be an amazing time. Um, But for all of us, it's a challenge, and it should be a challenge, it should be something that we rally behind and come alongside and uh, step up to because we have the opportunity to take people who are hurting and broken and point them to the solution. That's the 22 for 22 challenge. Now, a lot of folks have asked me about this, and I think there's been some confusion about what it is. I'm not asking anyone to run a marathon. If you want to, you're welcome to. Um, in uh, a week or so, we'll publish even the dates and locations that I'm going to be. If you want to come run one with me, that'd be awesome. Uh, but it's, it's not about that. It's not about marathons. It's about <laughs> doing something big that draws attention to the issue and more importantly, points to the solution. And whatever it is you choose to do is going to be awesome. And uh, I hope that you'll be committed. It's crazy. I see so many fitness challenges and all that kind of stuff on social media. And uh, this is one that people are like, oh, I don't know if I can do 22 days. You can do it. Pick the event. Pick the thing. (laughs) Whatever it is you want to do. And it will be awesome. I really believe that we can collectively um, address this problem in a real way. I was asked a number of years ago. Do you really believe, this was the question, do you really believe that Mighty Oaks can end veteran suicide? Do you really believe that? Because I said together we can all end veteran suicide, right? Uh, Do you really believe that Mighty Oaks can end veteran suicide? And what I said in that moment was, I don't believe that we will end veteran suicide. This is a huge problem. But I do believe that if every man and woman who has served our country, who's struggling, attended a Mighty Oaks program, (laughs) that we would end veteran suicide. I think it's possible. Uh, I think with God, certainly all things are possible. But what I know for sure is that whether we get to every person or not, for the people that do attend, they will be pointed to the solution, to the brokenness, the hurt, and the hopelessness in their life. And I'm thankful to be able to be a part of that. And we are giving you the opportunity to be a part of that as well. I wanted to take an entire show today to just talk about this. This is so important. And in the next few weeks, this is going to become a big, uh, important part of my life. You'll hear about this in the next several podcasts, at least for the next few weeks. I promise because uh, it's what I'm thinking about, what I'm getting ready for, and then ultimately what I will be doing. So I'm looking forward to uh, to getting into that. But please pray for us. Um, Do what you can to support, but get involved. And this is an easy way to get involved. Get involved and then invite other people to get involved. We can make a difference if we'll all work together. March or die, this idea of march or die, I've written about and talked about, and that's what this podcast is about. So many episodes I've spent just talking about that. It's really born out of this very simple truth. 
that all of us have moments in our lives, some more moments than others. All of us have these moments in our lives where we encounter or are confronted by an obstacle, a difficulty, a trial. Maybe it's a trauma in our past that pops up in our minds and in our hearts. could be fear. It could be so many things. These, these issues that jump up in front of us and prevent us from moving forward. And when that happens, we can choose to stay where we are and die, or we can march. And every week, I do my best to encourage you to march. Put one foot in front of the other. Keep going. Don't give up. But this is an opportunity for us to collectively come together and help those who are stuck, help those who may have concluded they can't move forward anymore, help them to get to a place where they understand God has a plan for their lives, there is hope, there is purpose, and there is a future. And get them where they need to be to begin taking those steps. Go check out the website, 22for22challenge.com. 22for22challenge.com. Really appreciate you listening today. Please share this episode with others. That would be fantastic. When you get some time, go over to Life Audio. LifeAudio.com is a great place to find not only this podcast, but other wonderful podcasts as well. So please go and check that out. Really appreciate you. Look forward to talking to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.